Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Friday, November 1st at 2 p.m. in London. Morgan Stanley's research department is currently working on and debating what we think the market will look like in 2020. But before thinking about the year ahead, it can be useful to take an even longer perspective. If we put aside the noise around politics and trade, ignore the market's obsessions about every word that central banks utter or every data release, and step back from it all, what sort of returns can a long-run investor expect from this market? This is not a purely academic exercise. Assumptions about the long-term return outlook have real implications for how investors think about retirement security, how institutions think about solvency, and how asset allocators think about strategic tilts. Long-run views of the market have limits. By being rooted in valuation, they are often driven by a factor that has little bearing on performance over the next 6 to 12 months. But valuation also has advantages, proving far more accurate than any other variable in determining what the 5-year or 10-year experience of an investor will be. And at the moment, that experience looks challenging. On our estimates, the expected return of a U.S. 60-40 portfolio of stocks and investment-grade bonds will return just 3.9% per year over the next decade, close to the lowest expected return of the last 20 years, and one that's only been worse in 4% of observations since 1953. For a European investor, that blended 60-40 return is also 3.9%, better than just 7% of observations since 1970. And lest you think we're placing our hand on the scale, other approaches of estimating long-run returns can lead to even lower estimates. An important caveat here is that expected returns to the market have looked low before, only to be bailed out, so to speak, as central banks ease policy and push prices up even higher. But it's important to remember that they do this by inflating valuations, pulling forward ever more future return to the present. That's great for today's asset owners, especially those close to retirement. It's much less good for anybody trying to save, invest, or manage well into the future who face an increasingly barren return landscape. Indeed, we think there remains an underappreciation for the costs of easy policy and its pull forward of returns. It's not a free lunch. First, by pressuring insurance and pension solvency, low rates, ironically, may drive less ability to take risk through traditional higher beta assets such as equities. Second, for investors who are able to move out the risk curve, low returns in public equities and bond markets drive more money into opaque, more illiquid corners of the market. And third, by confronting individual investors with low expected returns, it increases the pressure to save even more to hit a given level of retirement savings, potentially one reason why the savings rate in developed markets remains stubbornly high. Do any markets offer a better long-run story? Well, we'd highlight two. UK equities, which trade at a discount to global markets and enjoy a high dividend yield, and emerging market hard currency debt, which offers higher expected returns than other bond assets for similar volatility on our framework. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more Thoughts in the Market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.